All right. <laughs> we have the trophy husbands. I'm Marcus. I'm Steve. He's eating Cracker Jacks. And you're going to hear a lot of chewing. It's ambiance. They should have that at a really nice restaurant so you're enticed to eat more. Rather than like violinists. Just a track of some gentleman chewing in the background. I don't think chewing attracts people. I think it deters people. Experiment. It's a social experiment, bro. I don't like hearing people chew. I like never really noticed it before, but the Maggie doesn't like hearing people chew. I th- chewing doesn't bother me. It's when people chew with their mouth open and they chew like a cow and they smack. I'm just like, do you? Yeah, like that. My little brother does that. And I'm like, yo, can you not? Can you just, can you just not? Nick's not here to talk about, but our friend, speaking of, like, eating, our friend Andrew, he'll hum while he eats. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, is it good? Well, we, Andrew doesn't notice that he's doing it, and then I think either our friend Paul or Joe pointed it out to him, Mm -hmm. like, Andrew! Stop humming while you're eating. But yeah, he'll just <laughs> do it. He'll just hum while he eats. Um, I knew people that they were just kind of like, like bop around and dance because they were just like food, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I can live with that. It's almost like a small celebration of victory when you get a meal that you really like. You're just like, I've ordered this before, or this looked really appealing. And I'm going to enjoy eating this. That's best meals for me. Same. I like food. There could be a peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter yeah. honey. Yes. A banana. Yep. An apple. It's still like that small, just like, it's about to be delicious. Yeah. I, I find it funny that people don't like leftovers because me personally, I will be the leftover king. I will eat my leftovers. I will eat your leftovers if you don't want them. I will make an entire meal out of leftovers. So I like cold pizza. Maggie hates cold pizza. Not a fan of cold pizza myself. You're not? No. Why? I just don't like it. And like when you get pizza it's nice and it's it's hot and it's cheesy and it's gooey. But when you eat cold pizza it tastes like flavored cardboard, like consistency wise, because the cheese is hardened and the sauce is all stiff, and then I'm just like, no, just throw it in the toaster oven for like 15 and minutes. And then the, what do you call it? All the fat from the cheese is just like congealed, congealed and, on the top of yeah. it. Yeah, whatever. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a man of taste. I know what I like. <laughs> you can't sway me. I think what it is is I did it once as a child, and I was like. I don't feel like waiting for this shit in the toaster oven. Just like, <laughs> it. Wasn't even experimentation. It was just lack of patience. Yeah. Am I a patient person? No. Same. I just... That's why sometimes class and going to class is like mind-numbing. Because you know how some teachers are just like, let's get down to business. And you're like, alright, cool. But then you have the other teachers that ramble and the other professors. And I'm just like... Worse oh. is when they start talking about their lives. We get into their lives. Yeah. Like, I have and that a, becomes a part of the class. I have um, a professor this semester 
where I have her for all three classes. So I literally have her from 9.30 in the morning till about 1.45 in the afternoon. And it's just like, when she gets stuck on a topic, you're going to hear it in all three classes. And like, for example, there was this, um, it actually turned out to be really cool. But there was this presentation that they did, kind of like a like an open event to whoever wanted to come, and it was people that worked in the music industry, and they were all really knowledgeable. Would you like a prize? Sweet, you just gave me this Cracker Jack prize. But it was all people that have worked, and they were all really knowledgeable, and they had been in the business for a while. And it turned out to be really cool. But like for the two weeks leading up to it, every class twenty minute opening monologue about why we are going there and why we should do this and who's in it. And it got to the point where she knows some people have her for two and three classes. So we would literally raise her hand or, or after the class and like, are you going to talk about that the next class to begin with? Like, yeah. Can we go get something to eat or something else for like the first 20 minutes of class? So we don't have to hear that again. Sure, like just straight to her face, like, yeah, can we just go to the cafeteria or something quick, <laughs> so we don't have to, like, since we already know this. That's so rough. It is, because, like, I'm there, I want to learn, I drove an hour to get here, and for damn near an hour out of the three, three to four hours that I'm going to be here, you're going to talk about this event. I'm going to the cafeteria and I'm getting myself a cinnamon bun because I earned this. That's how that works. So Maggie and I, we went to a uh, Pino's Palette. You know that thing? I was right by um, the movie theater in Regal. Okay. Now you're perplexed by that. No, listen, go ahead. No, it's it's dumb. They've turned their Cracker Jack prizes into apps you can download. Yeah, but this also gives me a sticker that says Knock It Silly, and it's a baseball with its tongue hanging up, and my mind immediately went to the gutter. But, going on, continue. So we paint these things with the... With With the the Yeah. Halloween-themed. And we went there, and we were the only two people there. Nice. Yeah, I liked it. I was like... I asked the lady, I was like... So do you know you know how many people are going to be there for every single one? But we don't know how many people are going to be there for every single one. Is there a way for us to find out? <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of know what we're getting ourselves into. Because I don't like uh, I like being around a lot of people while I'm doing things, especially if uh, if there's a lot of people around and like there's that there's always going to be that one person. That's really good at painting. Yeah, that makes everybody else looks like they did it blindfolded and with their opposite dominant hand. Right. I actually was just going through all my old high school artwork. And I was just like, some of these are cool. Some of these are getting thrown out now. Right. But you make sure no one will ever see them. So you like shred the shit out of them. Yeah. I was just like, man... This is, like, especially when it's just like, oh, I'm going to paint this person. It's going to be really cool. And it looks nothing like them. And it's just like, I'm getting rid of the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way this could be floating around in my house. No, what you do is you put it on your bro- put it in your brother's room. And it makes <laughs> it look like your brother did it. 
Like, man, did you see this awful painting he did? It's terrible. It's so bad. Why would you do such a bad painting? That painting is bad. You should feel bad. But it's just Marcus in the corner. He tried to frame me. In the corner of mine, I drew with metallic paint a butt, and it's farting. (laughs) But people Mm. think it looks like a rose. So that was your symbol. You should bring that back. You should get a letterhead with that on it. What? The button? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's your Nike swoosh. That's your New Balance N. That is your your forward. Forward. Butts with, with farts are just the best way to go. Yeah. If we didn't fart, we'd explode. It's true. I think I got one coming right now, but I'm going to hold it. No, man. Let it rip. That's not coming. That was a small one. It was, it was a tiny one. It was muffled. Yeah, well, I'm sitting That's the worst down. part about these cushions. They muffle my farts. <laughs> <laughs> soundproofed. Soundproofed my farts. They soundproofed your farts. We'll have these we'll have these couches for 10, 20 years and they'll just be filled with my farts. <laughs> you make it sound like the lost souls of pirates that were lost out at sea. <laughs> I was Steve's fart from when he just got this couch. <laughs> Old grizzled fart. I was the very first fart on this couch. <clears throat> I'm not as young as I once was. You got like two peg legs and a peg arm. And they're like, why do you have a peg arm? <laughs> Dude, you're just made of gas. Why do you have a peg appendages? Stop being dramatic. That was like, um... The TV show Chowder, the cartoon, where I think the he had like a little cloud that followed him around, and I think its, it's name was Kimchi. I was like, it's a fucking fart cloud. <laughs> like, how is that not a fart cloud? It's like brown. Apparently, it smells weird. What about uh, on Adventure Time, the um, the cloud like princess thing? Oh, like Lumpy Space Princess? Yeah, that's it. She yeah. looks like a fart cloud. She does look like a, like a like a big purple fart cloud. Adventure Time is weird as hell. I haven't watched it in a while. Has it changed a lot? I don't know. I didn't keep up. I remember it was super huge, probably, what, five, six years ago? And the creators... I mean, Cartoon Network just wanted more seasons. So I think it was kind of like they just kept it going. So I have no idea... That's one of those things, like, they need to wrap things up. Yeah. We as Americans, we just make things go on and on and on. That's why Gravity Falls was good, because it just, it went and did everything it needed to do, and then Alex Hirsch was just like, it's done. I swear these are here. (laughs) Here she is. Mrs. Universe. Thank you very much. You had to wait? Why? Because. You would think if you had three. They handed me all three smoothies. And then I had to wait like an additional five minutes to be like, can I please have a carrier? I hate that one. Oh, God. Was the dude working? No. Sometimes there's this dude that works there. And he doesn't. He puts too much ice in. So it makes it too thick. Gotcha. I'm very picky about my... You're, you're a smoothie aficionado now? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you have a golden straw that you... 
drink your smoothies out of. Yes, I do. Only Maggie knows where it is. It's in the pot. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. Of course. It's nature's pocket. The butt. <laughs> what a glorious thing that is. So speaking of asses, tell us about the book. Oh, that book? Yeah. It's called Devil's Bargain, and it's about Steve Bannon working with Donald Trump to storm the presidency. So Nice. So how did you find about this miraculous book? I told you, didn't I? I thought it was the it was that Bloomsburg article. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the guy wrote it and wrote that article and it's like it's almost like seven pages long, but he like actually had more stuff on him. He actually met him back in twenty twelve. He met Steve Bann back in twenty twelve and this is when he started writing the book. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Steve Bann's weird. He won't give interviews and but when he does, he'll seek out people that he knows we'll give him the best interview. The best interview to possible. make him look good. It. I don't know. If it really makes him look good. It makes him look more domineering. It definitely would. So he kind of picks and chooses based right. on his character. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's. So like if you were to watch him with, because I watched him on a, I don't like Fox News, but I watched him on a Fox News interview with Sean Hannity, and he's very like. He'll get very um, zealot-like about mm-hmm. about the Republican Party, but if you sit him down, he'll he'll just talk your ear off about. He's really big into fascism. That's what he's really big into. And I think that's the real concern because he'll um, he actually what was it Roy Judge or something like that. The guy that won against Luther Strange in Alabama, was it? I, I think. have no idea you're talking so about. So he won. He supported this guy named, I think it was Roy Judge. And Donald Trump supported a guy named Luther Strange, who was establishment GOP. Okay. But Roy Judge is known as the. Uh, or is it Roy Moore? It's probably Roy Moore, either way. He's known as the Ten Commandment judge because mm-hmm. he's lost his job, I think, twice because he's he focused too much on. Does this fall under the Ten Commandments? Yeah, gotcha. Nonsense, but he uh, his plan since he's left the presidency is to actually fill up the House of Congress with crazy people that believe in that will vote the way they need them to vote in order to get things passed gotcha 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 so really steve bannon's more of a threat than donald trump but yeah so in turn impeaching one will only cause more problems right gotcha well that's, I mean, that's interesting, but if you if you look at how politics are set up, every they all cherry-pick whom they're going to work with, because it's... I want to say first it was about skill, but now it's also very much about imagery. Because, let's say, there's one candidate that might be unique, 
like maybe one is a woman or one is openly gay or one is has like one arm or something and one's a spaghetti monster a flying spaghetti monster but people will see and be like oh well this person i like the other people and so somebody will affiliate them with their party for that demographic I feel like now I become I'm starting to become more of a Steve Bannon aficionado than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make Bannon flashcards if anybody would like them. <laughs> I just find him fascinating because you know, um, back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, yeah, when people used to sell their characters on World of Warcraft, uh huh, he started a business in China where he hired Chinese children to actually play up all these characters and then they would sell them to rich white americans all right mocha so we're gonna start this business but the whole story is people got really upset with him and he found out there was this basically there's this huge base of angry white males young Uh white males on the internet and um they caused blizzard to shut down for like almost a week so which caused his business to bankrupt basically but what he learned from that was that he could actually harness all their anger and their resentment and cause them to actually do something for a political cause. That's been around for decades. But, yeah, that's... But he figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we're at! So, sounds like a Batman villain. I know, doesn't he sound more and more like a villain? Like He really does. It's just like... Well, now that I figured out how to manipulate them, I can get them to work for me. Right. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Somebody's gonna write the 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 comic, the Bannon joke, like modeled after the killing joke. Right. And replace him with <laughs> replace the Joker with Steve Bannon. But yeah. Enough of me talking about that. I can tell it gets boring. Uh so it's it's your soapbox. It is my soapbox, soapbox with Steve. So I watched The Killing Joke the other week. Like that was your segue? One. Yep. <laughs> it's the only segue I got, so I'm rolling with it. It's the only thing I can think of, honestly. And I thought it was alright. I think in The Killing Joke, the comic, doesn't he rape Barbara Keene? Or is he rape her in the movie, too? It's implied in both. Okay. It's not shown, but, like, it's... I'm sorry, not Barbara Keene. Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon. But it's implied in both of them because, like, I, I haven't read the comic in a while. It's it's been a, it's been a few years actually, probably about four or five years. But in the animated movie, he's going through kind of like almost like 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 a like a slow roller coaster. Like you're in the cart and there's projections on the walls and stuff, so you can see pictures. And it's like her, and she looks beat up, and she's naked, and stuff like that, and it shows like blood and stuff. So it's implied that she's been taken advantage of, like both physically and sexually, in that, as well as the comics. The one thing fans got an uproar about was the was a the sex scene between Batman and uh oh Batgirl. Yeah, that was the one. Well, that was in the comic. Okay, well, they put it in the movie. It did. I found it kind of odd, though, to be honest, because... They said it was misplacing. 
Yeah, because it, it kind of, it, it did kind of throw things off a little bit because it really wasn't, a, it wasn't in the, uh, in the comic and it was just kind of like, well. And it kind of changes Batman's motives a little bit. Yeah. As opposed to just getting the Joker, it's now like getting the Joker with a love arch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's why people got upset. Yeah, it was really weird. I think it was like a empowerment move. Like they wanted to like empower Barbara Gordon's character. Is that her name? Yeah, Barbara Oracle. Barbara Gordon Gordon's character. So it was like a weird like feminist move or something. But how? Like how does that work to her character? Because in in the movie it's kinda like that happens. It's implied that it happens and then she actually It's more than implied. She like takes off her doesn't she take off her suit? Like Maybe I watched, like, a PG version, but she's trying to... He tells her to stay away from this one criminal that's trying to bait her, and she's trying to, like, get in contact with him and stuff after things happened, mm-hmm. and he's kind of, like, being really cold to her, but he, she's just like, yo, like, I want to help, like, I want to be on this mission, and he's just like, no. You need to stay safe, like, stay away. And she was just like, why won't you, like, why can't it be just like it was? It was only sex. Oh, yeah. There's a whole cutscene. Well, it's not like a cutscene, it's just like shadows. Yeah. Gotcha. It's it? more, I, I think it's more than implied that they definitely have sex. Like, I might have seen, like, the, the rated version. They don't actually show anything. There's no Woo! Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they can literally show Joker beating the ever-living shit out of Robin in the Red Hood, that's the opening scene, they might be able to get away with that. But again, fanboys would probably be like, well, Batman wouldn't thrust like that. He would have the bat dick and the bat Batman dick. would be on top. He wouldn't be on. He's not a submissive. <laughs> Why is he tied up? He knows, like, a gazillion different... He would hip-toss her when she came at him onto the bed. Marcus, I didn't know you were a Batman aficionado. I know, I know a little bit. Speaking of... Have you ever... Okay. Here's a here's a bit of a segue. Have you ever watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force? There... Speaking of people that just talk bullshit out of their ass, there's a guy that I have class with. His name is Dwayne. He reminds me of Carl so much. Like, does he have the the sweat it through? No, no, no. He has a full head of hair, but he has a constant five o'clock shadow, and like his cl- like his jeans are all beat up from wear and tear, and his shirt has holes in them. And the one day he wears like a Trump shirt, and he just talks so much nonsense. I forget. Oh, like the one time they were talking about, we were talking about like spirituals and slave songs and stuff, and they're showing a video, and it's funny because like the girl that he sits next to is his exact opposite, like short petite. He's an older gentleman as well. He's like probably his mid forties. Went back to take some classes, but she is like his opposite in every way. Like sits next to like next to him, like little. Short, nice, artsy chick, like hipsterish, early twenties, manic panic, like 
crazy colored hair, like his opposite. And they sit next to each other. So when he says shit, you can just like we'll look at each other because it's myself and then the, the the girl behind him and then the dude in front of me and the guy that sits next to me. Every time he just talks, we're just like, "What the fuck is he like?" Because he rambles and says the funniest shit and he's one of those people that tries so hard to get his point across but he's so just scatterbrained and he doesn't try to be funny but that's what makes it funny (laughs) do people start laughing we fucking die (laughs) like it's one of the quiet laughs where you like look at somebody from across the room and you go what the fuck is going on like you give him that face like what the fuck is he talking about can you give an example? Yeah, I was about to, right? So we're talking about spirituals, we're talking about like slave songs and stuff like that. And my teacher was talking about how the uh the slave masters would write these songs down because they didn't mimic the style at the time, so they were bringing their own style on. And she's like talking about how it kind of like they use them to help work and uplift their spirits and stuff like that. So she's talking about how these people were brought over and he's just like well, they already had slaves back in Africa and blah, blah, blah. And the girl next to him, the little hipster chick, she's like, missing the point. Like, missing the point. And it's fucking hilarious. And I say all the time, he needs a show because I would watch it. But he reminds me. They already had slaves in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they were talking about the um, the uh, the Great Awakening like in the early whatever the hells but he's he goes off rambling about how they couldn't have like booze or this or that because it was a sin and this and that but he loves to hear himself talk and he doesn't try to be funny but every time he starts up you can just see the whole room like look at each other like here we fucking go here we fucking go it's one of those i feel like it might be one of those things where it's like Super uncomfortable to the point that it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) When we had the music thing that I was talking about, my teacher gave the opening monologue three class periods in a row for for two weeks straight. We get there, and they're talking to us about, like, just very interesting topics. Like, they're talking about everything from artist development and things that you could do without necessarily being an artist, but all these different fields you can do. And there was like a challenge to get a free hour of legal consultation from an entertainment lawyer and just like different stuff. And so he raises his hand and they were talking about copyright and stuff like that. Why? All right. Now I'm confused. Why is this guy taking these courses? I have no fucking idea. This is not the type of person that takes these courses. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, that's that's your uh, that's your job for the week. Find out why <laughs> he's will. taking these courses. I will see him Tuesday and Thursday, and I will have like, hey, your plans. Like, yeah, what are you trying to do here, bro? <laughs> and I will report back to you, people. <laughs> but no, like. So he opened, like, he raised his hand and they're talking about, you know, copyright and how, you know, you have to get things copywritten. And also, and it's very informative. He raised his hand, so then they, they call him, they're like, yeah, do you have a question? And he goes on a five minutes, a solid five minute tangent about this band 
uh, Grand Funk Railroad and how they one person couldn't use the name because XYZ happened. So they had to legally get this channel. They couldn't use the name. And this person back in 1973, and this, he's one of those, like, he reminds me of Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force so fucking much. And it's hysterical because he doesn't try to be funny. But when he does, he's one of those, like, he'll make a joke and he'll laugh at his joke. And he <laughs> looks around to see who's laughing with him. He's like, ha ha. And he scans the room. And it's just like, yo. And like, no one's laughing. Like, every once in a while, he has a good one. Every once in a while, he has a zinger. I, I will give it. I will give him. This is how you get in with him. You got, he makes a bad joke, and then you laugh at it. And that's how he makes eye contact with him. I think he like, just has no social awareness. I think he just doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Oh, that's another thing they make fun of on. Uh, what is that show? Big Mouth. Big Mouth. They have a kid on there, and he doesn't. He doesn't know how social interactions work. <laughs> He's got a chart. That shows all the emotional faces of people. Uh, oh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I, I I swear, he is a gem, and he doesn't know it. I and- think more of those gems are going <laughs> to keep popping up, though. That's, yeah. that, I think that's the scary part. More of those gems are going to keep popping up. But as you were saying, more of those are popping up. Yeah, I think more pe- more of those types of people are just going to keep popping up. I've already started noticing it. You haven't? Or, like, I just feel like there's more of them at the stores and stuff like that. It, just out driving around. It is an event every time words come out of his face. Like, I will look to her, the girl sitting next to him, the girl behind him, the guy that I sit next to, and then the guy in front of me. And we, it, everyone just starts dying but like the silent like not trying to interrupt class so it's 10 times harder and i'm just like every time i every time we're in class i'm just like he needs a show i would watch it i would i he it just needs to happen but the only way you can have the show is if if the girl next to him is there too yeah so you need both you need him and you just pull her opposite and that's the only way the show works. It'd be the the funniest buddy cop comedy. You just have him sit there and put give him a topic and then have it go. He just doesn't. It just doesn't register. Like, cause he'll say something and then him and the professor will have like a two three minute back and forth and everybody's just kind of watching to see what the hell happens all the time. Does the professor like him or? She's had him before and. He's just like, well, it's never a dull moment with Dwayne around. And I'm like, <laughs> you're yeah. right. I don't know. I, there's There's been some funny things. Like, there was one so one time we had a, uh, no, he was actually right about this one. We had a substitute come in and somebody was just like, well, um, how's this guy? Because you've taken his classes. He's just like, we, like, out of the semester, we had like four cool classes because we were actually in the studio and then. All the other classes, it's just him talking about himself. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm probably being just fucking facetious. We get the substitute. I sit through about halfway through the class. It's literally him talking about himself. He's talking about all, like, the guitar shop that he owned and this and that. And how he learned this and how he met this person. 
It's all music related, but none of it pertains to, to anything. Horse. Yeah, he just happened to be a substitute, and she didn't leave him a lesson plan. It was kind of like entertain the monkeys. So at one point, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, just like shit. He was right. He talked about nothing but himself the whole class period. And so we get about halfway into the class, and I'm packing up my backpack because I'm just like, I don't want to sit here and listen to this guy just talk about himself. I'm not paying for this. This is not where my money is going for. You just go to the office and be like, I want a refund for that class. <laughs> just that day. Give me like $73 back. I don't even know how. I, that's just what I want. <laughs> $73. <laughs> That seems like a worth amount of time for the yeah. time that was wasted on me. Yeah. But he said he was talking about how he owned a guitar shop. And it was just like, well, one day I just woke up and I thought to myself, I can't do this anymore. And sometimes you got to realize when it's not working or you don't want to do it, you just got to pack up and you got to go. You got to say you tried it and leave. And literally right then, I just grabbed my backpack and walked out of the class. You tried it. I and did. You left. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, I don't want to be a dick. But I really don't give a shit. Like, I signed the sign-in sheet already. He doesn't know my name. Right. I'm going to get credit for this. The fuck do I have to lose? <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> that was the sign. It's just like. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta know when to leave. So if it doesn't work, you gotta get out. I think that's a good way to wrap this episode up, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> fine, fine by me. <sighs> gotta know when to go. <laughs> Yes, my name is Marcus. You can find me on your Instagrams and your uh, Twitter at Q-U-E-Z-M-A-V. And my Snapchat, where uh, I might try and get a snap of this man's conversation. I don't know, because I usually don't have my phone in class. But I might I might try and get his commentary about something to, to, to show you the <laughs> the level of what the fuck I'm dealing with. That is S-I-R-M-A-V. Steve, do your patented outro. I'm Steve. Bye. What a gem he is. But you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Just look up the Trophy Husbands. You can find us on Twitter at the True Trophies. We drop one every Tuesday unless we experience technical difficulties. It happens, but that's life. And we usually keep you informed. So look it out. Every Tuesday, we call it Trophy Tuesday. So, you guys have a good one, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.